1: Every morning on 6 o'clock when we start the show, I think about the type of audience that I have during that time in the morning. And typically it's going to be people who are going off of a shift or pilots or nurses or doctors or people like that. During the 8 o'clock hour, completely different audience. I'm thinking about, I talked to a preacher a couple of weeks ago and she said that she was thinking about what she was going to say on Sunday morning. What was going to be the theme of Sunday morning sermon? And I talked to somebody else in my neighborhood and they say, well, most Saturdays I'm going to a bar bat mitzvah, hoping that the kid reads the Torah real well, because if they don't, mm, things get sort of touchy in the synagogue. So if you're either one of those preachers, bar bat mitzvah families, uh, anybody else just riding around looking for something to do, if you have a question about gardening, if you have nothing else to think about, 404 872 404 872 Victor's first in line from Atlanta. Hey, Victor, good morning.
2: Good morning, Walter. How can I help? Uh, I have two quick questions. Yes, sir. My blueberry bushes didn't bear last year. Uh, I mean, this year. And I'm thinking about moving them. When is the best time? To you move know, them?
1: now is not a bad time at all. Even though there may be still lots of leaves on them. We haven't had a frost. To okay. make the leaves drop, now is the fine time. Are they real big? or how? No, how they're
2: long? not. They are probably three feet.
1: Do you want uh, to move them? Three and them to- a half. More sunshine, or what do you think yes, you get? Yes. Yeah, more sun, the better. You have much better blueberries in the sun.
2: Okay. Second question: I have big trees uh, plants that I grew in pots. Mm-hmm. Uh, when is the best time to set them in a, in the ground?
1: Do you, if you pull them out of the pot, would there be white roots circling around inside that pot? Do you think?
2: Uh, I don't think so. I think I have a big enough pot that the roots are not bound.
1: Okay, but do you think it is pretty well rooted right now? It has right, a good many right, roots in right. it. Then plant them now. Okay, plant them now. All They're right. not going to be tender. There's no real reason to keep the figs in the pots for the wintertime. The uh-huh. roots will be a lot happier in the soil in full sunshine, same as the blueberries. Uh, just give both plants the blueberries in particular. One of the keys, I think, Victor, to blueberry happiness and uh, blueberry bliss, we call it, is <laughs> to make sure when you plant them. Add some peat moss. It's one of the few times I say add peat moss to soil, but peat moss really seems to acidify, loosen, uh-huh. make the soil more organic, make a blueberry happy, uh, and that I think is the key to making a blueberry really make some berries for you next year. A fig, just full sunshine and a nice area to let it grow for a while. Yeah. You'll okay. Be fine.
2: Now the the uh, peat moss is added to the new holes that we are
1: Yeah, yeah. To About a cubic foot. You buy peat moss uh-huh. in bales, and okay. they're usually two-cubic-foot bales, so cut it in half, so one-cubic-foot per blueberry plant dug okay. into an area of, I don't know, five, six feet in diameter, just dig it in and mix it in real good, and okay. plant the blueberry in the middle.
2: Alrighty. All righty. Thank you right. so much. I enjoy your show. Oh, well,
1: thank you, Victor. We'll you see will. you soon. Bye-bye. We got uh, Kay out in Loganville, and Kay joins us. Hey, Kay, good morning.
3: Hey, Walter, thank you so much for taking my call. What's going on? I'm concerned about all the smoke um, that we're getting from the North Georgia Mountains. Mm-hmm. I know I've got uh, some tender plants that look like they've been totally frozen. Ooh. And I'm thinking it's Ooh. from the smoke. You know, like I've got some sweet um, potato vines that are huge. They were gorgeous and they're black.
1: Well, you know, as the song says, smoke gets in their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. A little joke there. Um, very little. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> Think of why the smoke In Loganville Oh, the would smoke's have.
3: been bad In Loganville yeah, I know In it certain has, areas
1: bad in, in Atlanta, too Haze everywhere yeah. Smell mm. Oh, it's terrible But even so It would you have to be faster. like a campfire Next to your garden With smoke drifting over your potatoes And other plants For any okay. kind of chemical Or other reaction, I think, to the leaves There's something else going on The potatoes are dry, most likely
3: well, I water them just about every other day. Oh, yeah, maybe. But
1: a, they, could, they could, still be dry. I guess they could be or dry or day length right now. The potatoes are, right. you know, going dormant. It's about time to dig potatoes. It was time a month ago to dig potatoes. So I think it's time just to dig them up and harvest. Right.
3: Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much.
1: You bet, Kay. Thanks for calling. Who comes next? Becky. Becky's in Marietta. Hey, Becky. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right.
3: All right. I know you're supposed to leave the green leaves on the iris and the day lilies for them to rejuvenate, but can you cut them off now? If you still got them, should you let it go all the way Uh, till it's
1: brown? You know, (coughs) know, Becky, I feel like as long as it's green, God wants something good to happen to that plant. And so unless it's brown and ugly and full of holes or some other reason to cut it off while it's still green. I leave green foliage on until the nature naturally makes it turn brown. All
3: right, I was just trying to neaten
1: up early. You know, there's nothing wrong with neatening up early, and if you need a little trim back here and there to make it look pretty, Becky, I'm not going to keep you from doing that. But if you don't have to, don't. But if you want to just neaten things up, there's really not much going on in the plant. It's just cool. It's not no long days. It's not forming buds. It's not doing much of any growth. So if you need to, go ahead. I'll give you permission. Uh, do you
3: think these hydrangeas are going to make it through this drought wind? This year,
1: talking to a guy who was out watering his hydrangeas earlier this week, made sure it was in the morning when you're supposed to water before 10 a.m. Yep. and after 4 p.m. But Wow, the dry I saw my leaves and they were crispy, crispy on my hydrangeas and I thought, man, Walter, what's going on? You need to water these things. So I immediately put the little sprinkler out there and watered my hydrangeas good. Time will tell. We'll find out. Let me know next June and we'll see how how yours did and (laughs) how mine did. All right. Thanks for your info. You bet Becky. Thanks for calling. All right. Thirteen minutes past the hour. Gives Pat her turn. Pat's in Smyrna and joins us. Hey Pat, good morning. Hey, Walter, how are you doing? Hey, I'm all right. What's going on? I've got a question
2: about angel trumpets. Speak. Uh, at the end of the season, my dad used to take them and cut them in about one-foot sections, Smart and then he put them guy. in a five-gallon bucket with yeah. water.
1: Yeah, man. That's And a way they, to do it.
2: All, they always did real well. Should I continue doing that?
1: You are your father's son. Come on, Pat. You got to do it. Do you? Well, I mean, you got. Surely, you have friends somewhere out there in Smyrna that uh, need an angel trumpet plant in their yard, and you're the man. You're the angel trumpet man who knows how to propagate them and can pass this knowledge on. Yes. Now, when should
2: I take them out of a, a five-gallon bucket?
1: Mm, by when January, the temperature... they're going to have a lot of little white roots in that bucket. And by January, I think you can take a gallon black plastic pots and fill them halfway with potting soil and stick those stems, roots, and all in there and cover it up with potting soil. And uh, then they can grow further until it's warm enough to plant them and give them away outside. Yeah. All right, great. Listen, thanks so much, Walter. And and say hi to your mom, Walter. Yeah, I will do that, Pat. Thanks for calling. All right, bye. Gary, Gary, if you'll go quickly, we'll get you in here. This is a This is a record, Ashley Frask. We've done six in a segment here. This is awesome. Gary in Peachtree City joins us. Hey, Gary. Good
0: morning, Walter. Good
1: morning. What can I do for you?
0: About five or six weeks ago, uh, we had a lot of work done in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, they hydro-seeded it. Oh, good. All this, the stuff that goes Green, along with yeah. it, the fertilizer, etc. Yeah. It is growing very nicely now. Um, even to the point where we have a lot of deer that are coming and eating it. Hmm. But um, what I'm wondering is how long does do I have to leave it grow before I can start to cut it or, or without doing damage to the new roots?
1: You know, the only thing you worry really about is to not Mow it when you've been watering recently because the ground is so soggy that you'll have compaction ruts where the where the mower wheels go down up and down the uh, newly planted grass. So as long as it's a little dry, so that the mower doesn't hurt the ground, doesn't compact the soil, then you mow when it gets to three, three and a half, four inches tall, and start mowing then.
0: Okay. Now I also put uh, straw down on top of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, That do I have to rake that up? I this is something entirely new to me.
1: Yeah, this is sort of your judgment. If there's if the, if you if you rake up some of the straw and you see that there are little seedlings that are wound up real tight, sort of white underneath the straw, then it's inhibiting the growth of those seedlings, mm-hmm. and you don't want that. You want green grass out there. So yes, in that case, you rake the straw up. If it looks like the straw was so thinly laid that all the grass seedlings are uninhibited, they get right through it and grow up, the straw itself will rot naturally and there's not much sense in raking unless you just want to for some reason to rake it up.
0: Well, it sounds like I have a little bit of work to do though over the weekend. Well, you know, it's a nice
1: weekend. There's no rain. It's not too cold. Gary, you got a lot to look forward to.
0: Yep, but it, it's growing very
1: nicely. Yeah, so, great. Anyway, Good I appreciate you. the information. Good to know that. Thanks for calling. Thank you, in. and have a great day. You bet. Bye. For those of you who are not quite familiar with what aqua seeding or hydro seeding is, it's just that process where they have a big, round tube in a truck, and you have a large area that needs planting with grass seed. In particular, fescue is most commonly planted by hydro seed. There's a mixture of fertilizer and some sort of shredded paper in there that make a mulch, and you get that truck out of there and brrr, blow it everywhere, brrr, all over the yard, so you have a nice green yard. And then if you water it correctly over the next week or so, then the grass seed sprouts and the green stuff decomposes pretty rapidly. And then you have a nice lawn, and it does very nicely if you have a large area, if you have a little bitty lawn, then it doesn't really make economic sense to do it. But uh, hydro seeding can be very effective for large areas. It's 817. We'll be back right after this. Mano, mano. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's mano, Morning mano. News mano. on News 95.5 at AM 750 mano, mano. WSB.
0: We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. Mano, mano. News 95.5 at AM 750 mano, mano. WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves for the lawn and garden advice you need. <laughs>
2: Two
1: white people dancing in the studio. Well, okay, I'll dance a little bit, too. Three white people dancing
2: in the studio this
1: morning. But first, a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. We give just the basics this morning. Sunny, cool, no rain. Highs in the high 60s. I think it's going to be mid-60s today. Low in the mid-40s overnight. And again... No rain. Stay tuned. It most accurate and dependable forecast. Comes up in 10 minutes on your home with the Bulldogs. Pre-game show, by the way, begins this morning at 1130 News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Sharon is in Roswell, Georgia, and joins us. Hey, Sharon. Good morning.
3: Good morning, Walter. How can I help? I uh, purchased and planted from Pikes a redbud tree, and they told me to water it every day. Mm-hmm which I've been doing with a soaker hose. Okay. And wondered, how long do I keep that up?
1: How long ago did you plant it?
3: In the 1st of October.
1: Let's see. So it's been six weeks or so. Um, You know, much depends on how much water the soaker hose is supplying to the tree. If it was just a gallon or two, every day is about right. If it was 100 gallons, then that's way too soggy for the redbud tree. It seems like by now you should be petering off, you know, trailing off, weaning it, whatever you want to call so watering it with, how long is the soaker hose going, do you think?
3: Uh, about, about 45 minutes.
1: I think you're watering too much. I think we can start weaning it off. Okay. I don't think you've done much damage to it uh, It was probably happy to have the extra water So now I'm going to prescribe, I think, to go once every two or three maybe days two, I think three days between it would be fine Let the water, let the soil dry out from the water a little bit between waterings So drying out some between waterings is a good thing The leaves, it doesn't have a lot of leaves on it now, does it? No, yeah. no And when it doesn't have leaves, it doesn't need water much at all. So we're going to go even further. We're going to go once a week. Oh, fantastic. To do it. And then the water bill goes down, and Sharon is happy. And (laughs) so I think the redbud will be happier too. So, yes.
3: When when we get the really cold weather, I don't have to water at all.
1: Zero. Perfect. Next year, theoretically, that redbud's going to come out of the ground bang, 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 boom with pretty flowers in the spring. What uh, variety of redbud did you get?
2: Oh, I heard you talking about rising sun. You did? And that's what I got.
1: You are so smart. I am so smart (laughs) to know to tell you that rising sun is the prettiest redbud around right now. (laughs)
3: That's what I thought. So, yes, I agreed with you.
1: Good for you, Sharon. I think it will give you rewards every year, and you will think of me when you see it.
3: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
1: We'll see you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye. It's 827 at News Talk WSB. Yes, smoke has been getting in our eyes throughout the week. Hopefully, the smoke is gone as the winds have changed. And hopefully, there will be no more fires up in North Georgia. We'll be back right after news. it's 836, 53 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener. I'm here every Saturday morning from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Talking about gardening, answering questions by phone, 404 872 by Twitter, hashtag AskWalter if you have a Twitter account, and visiting with some of my favorite garden people, which includes the lovely, the talented, Miss Mickey Gazaway, Mickey, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm counting the days. Two weeks from now, you and I will be reunited on the air at the Marietta Pike. No, nursery. no, they've well,
3: changed it. Oh, to Lord, where top. are we going?
1: We're going to be reunited at the West Cobb store, (laughs) which will be much closer to your house.
3: I love (laughs) it. I'm excited.
1: I got got rewarded because I was at the Toco Hill store, which you had to drive across Hill and Dale to get (laughs) from your side of the world to mine. And now I get rewarded to come to your side of Atlanta. That's
3: exactly right.
1: I look forward to it then. I'll change the... um, location and the uh, um, link on my website so we'll have yeah. that down November i just 26. got that yesterday I
3: just found, let me tell you something really quick that has nothing to do with the pike stick i was listening this morning about the magnolia yeah and i had the same thing somebody called me about one Now i went and looked at it and it was an older one but it had been a bald burlap and they had never cut the Ha. The wire on it, and apparently it was really loose because this had gotten big, but all at once it started to die, and I thought
1: about her. Oh, uh, this was a question earlier in the show, listeners, who a woman called and said she had a magnolia that was thinning out, not looking so good. It had uh, junipers growing underneath it, and I couldn't figure out exactly why it was doing that. Mickey's theory: maybe it never got planted correctly to begin with.
3: Yeah, the wire may have never gotten cut on yeah, it. And that's what happens sometimes.
1: Strange <laughs> things happen like that, and there's. Preventable strange things, but they do happen. I'm sure, they do. Yeah. Let's get down to business. We have okay. got something on sale. A great plant on sale, twenty percent off. What is it?
3: Florida sunshine anise.
1: A bright spot in a in a shady oh, location. Yeah. What a great shrub.
3: It is beautiful. We have really gotten a lot of good feedback about that one because it brightens up kind of a shadier spot. It's beautiful. And usually the deer won't eat it. And then, yeah, it but it has a that thing. fragrant
1: leaf. Tell people what it smells like.
3: It like licorice.
1: So you just crush the leaves a little bit and smell them. Ooh, it smells mm-hmm. so good.
3: Oh, yeah. I it's a love great it. Great plant. It's, and that bright color, and it gets even brighter in the fall than it is in the summertime. Yeah, I was
1: going to ask it's does it like... turn like some yellow plants do that it gets brighter as it cools yeah, off in the fall? Yeah, that's
3: exactly what it does. It, uh-huh. it's, it's a beautiful plant. And it gets, you know, it's kind of a, a medium size, it gets like four or five feet tall. And, and wide So you need, get, need to give it some space But it is beautiful I love it planted with you know With like the autumn ferns And azaleas mm. and, and I like fatsia I'm really into
1: fatsia Yeah, me too I brought, bought one the other day online It's a variegated fatsia That has a sort of speckled white uh, All over the leaves Yeah, thought, we've got well, those
3: hmm. We've got those
1: So um, I planted that And got a hedra, of course That I got from Pi a couple of weeks ago yeah. We were together, so yes, we're going for those big coarse shrubs with a little combination with the uh, Florida anise. Yeah, I plants too. And
3: what? Won't be long before we'll have the edge worthy of that. Well, we've right. got it now, but right. that'll be another pretty
1: one. What about the it. flowers on Florida anise? Are they that red oh, or yellow? Yeah, or what color? They are.
3: are they? They're they're light, but they're not very showy. I never have noticed them in there.
1: Most anise shrubs are, to my view, not all that showy. Although when you see them, they're star shaped. They're spiky, star shaped things, listeners, that are intriguing when you see them, but mm-hmm. they're sort of hidden behind the leaves, so you don't. Yeah, see Yeah, you all don't red
3: notice there. them as much. But if you're a plant geek, you know you're looking around. <laughs> (laughs) for things like that and you love it but oh look at
1: that so if you're planting Florida ants we know partial shade is the best place for uh it not full sun what else would you do to plant it great? use
3: some soil conditioner some planting soil and some sure start and keep it watered at first that's the beginning and it's okay use water and um, for the first month or so anyway and then just Regularly,
1: It'll be fine. My experience with anise is it's relatively drought-proof. That it yeah, it is. Well, much, it's established. Yeah. The only bad thing you can do is put it in full sun. It is not going to be happy in full I sun. I don't think
3: so either. I know some people say they've had them in full sun, but mm. I think they'd be much, much better in the shade.
1: It's one of those plants that I feel sorry for when I see them in full sun. I <laughs> think, oh, 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 bless your heart. Please, somebody <laughs> move that plant back in the shade.
3: Sometimes, yeah, they, they that's not a good place for
1: no, them. no great plan. All right, so anything else going on at Pike over well, the so? Well I did wanna
3: so? mention um, that we've got the Williamsburg Wreath class coming up the same day that you um, that you will be over here the day the okay. Saturday after Thanksgiving, I right. think it's the twenty sixth or something. And that is a great class. So I hope everybody it's a workshop and so you come and you get to leave with a beautiful Williamsburg wreath. And so that's really fun.
1: You have to register for that, don't you? You have
3: to register. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and uh, and then the Pike, uh, the West Cobb Pike, on the November twenty sixth after Christmas, and that'll be fun to be over there. And how's the sale going? The big Clearmount sale for the Christmas trees? It's,
3: it's going, it's going, and we've got we've got some spaces, but we're getting ready for those Christmas trees. It's, they'll be in, I think, next week. Is it next week? They'll be in what? Christmas trees. Yeah, we'll have right. some by Friday
1: next week. Let's not jump the gun quite as early as this. I'm not going to tell you what happens when you lie to Christmas tree before Thanksgiving. You can look that up online. But yeah,
3: yeah. No. <laughs> oh. I'd rather wait until after Thanksgiving. I would, myself. too. Let's but wait until wait after, after Thanksgiving. If you've got somebody coming in, it's not going to be there
1: for If you have to have one, Pike will have them coming. It's coming friday and ours are
3: beautiful
1: that's indeed so so florida anise sunshine or florida sunshine anise shrub on sale 20 percent off all you have to do go to the cash register and say this is the pike pick of the weekend mickey says so 20 percent off and it's a great plant for partial shade situations
3: you got it
1: so just a inquiring mind wants to know any defeats in the university of alabama history
3: absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not We've add to it today.
1: And I'm hopeful the University of Georgia Bulldogs will be adding a little bit too. to their wind, to their, their wind streak, <clears throat> non-wind streak that they're having right now as well. Mickey, it's great talking to you. Where do you find any information other than what we've talked about at Pike Nursery?
3: At pikenursery.com. Roll time.
1: We will see you next Saturday, Mickey <laughs> okay, yes. okay. See you then. Bye. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. The number Tom is out in Alpharetta and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey Tom, good morning. Good morning Walter. Hey man, uh, what's
2: up? Quick question about sod. I installed yeah. about twelve pallets uh, mid August.
1: All right, good.
2: And, yeah, and uh, it caught root. But uh, question is, am I done watering?
1: Yes. Well, not done exactly. You are weaning. You're in the process of weaning. By mid August, let's say, we'll do a pretty good daily daily watering for about seven to ten days after that, so that gets us into September. Then over September, we get it down to once every three days, once every four days. By now, it should be once every five or six days, I'm thinking, Tom. Okay. I think you'd be fine with that. The Bermuda is not green-green right now, right? It's sort of brownish-green or grayish-green? Yeah, that's
2: correct. I think the uh, soil temperature is uh, sub 70 degrees. Yeah,
1: yeah, your instincts are correct. I think we can wean it off, and as soon as it turns, as soon as we have a frost, certainly, um, you can stop watering then. I don't think because you've done such a good job watering up to this point that you'll need to water at all during the winter time. It sounds like it's well rooted, you're fine. Perfect. Thanks, Walter. I appreciate That's it. Good. Have a great weekend. Hey, t- thanks for calling, Tom. Enjoy go talking dog. to you. Go Dogs. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again. Little Go Dogs from uh, Ashley Fresca out there in the screening studio as well. Carol and Marietta's with us. Hey, Carol, good morning.
3: Hey, Walter. Um, last summer, I had a, a big poplar tree struck by lightning, uh-huh. and the bark popped off you know big chunks of it and the tree seems to be alive I don't see any borers or any of that but there's azaleas that were planted years ago around the base of the tree and I've I've always wanted to move them but I don't think this is the year to do it if with that tree trying to recover I'd be disturbing the roots wouldn't I?
1: I wouldn't think much and I'll tell you how to make it so you don't disturb them at all Okay, I mean Number one, if they're real close to the trunk of the tree, there are really not many poplar roots up close to the trunk. The important roots for a poplar are the ones that are way out under the drip line that do the nutrient and water absorption and all that stuff. You don't want to chop any roots, certainly, that are next to the trunk, but if you're careful with your shovel as you dig these azaleas up, and particularly if you'll soak the ground really, really well a couple of days before the digging starts, maybe even the morning of the digging, so that you can almost lift them out of the ground bare root in a way, just sort of loosen it a little bit and pull, loosen, pull, loosen, pull. And if you can pull them out of the ground without a lot of uh, big root disturbance to the poplar, I think move them now.
3: Okay. All right, great. Thanks
1: a lot. I appreciate it. One more thing, and this is just mm-hmm. on my own story in my own garden. I went out in my backyard day before yesterday and saw wow, I have a great big crepe myrtle back there. I mean at least twelve inches in diameter of the trunk, maybe more than that. I mean, it was closer to fourteen inches diameter trunk. This is a big 30 to 35 foot tall crepe myrtle back there. And I saw two parallel stripes going from the top of the crepe myrtle all the way down to the base. And I went up to look at it a little more closely. It was a lightning strike on my crepe myrtle. And I believe it jumped over from one of the pine trees that's next to it and didn't much hurt either of those plants. But this looks just exactly like a lightning strike on a crepe myrtle of all plants. Okay. <laughs> so, like you, you wait, you see, we'll see what happens after a lightning strike. Many times it takes a month or more for the damage to show up, but as long as your poplar seems to be going along okay, then it's all right, and I think the azaleas can be moved without much worry of more damage. All right. Very good. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling, Carol. Bye. It's 846, and that gives Jackie a turn. Jackie's out in Buckhead. Good morning, Jackie. Hi, Walter. Hi.
3: Um. I have. I was given a gift of an African violet. It, it's a small plant. It was in a plastic pot. Mm-hmm. I transferred it to a clay pot, and it, it's now dying. It was doing oh. really well before in that plastic pot. <laughs> and I have it in filtered light. I water it uh, by letting it stand in water. I think that was the right thing to do. And mm-hmm. that, and missed it, but it, the leaves uh, just start curling up from the ends, and, and the bottom um, leaves are drooping down over the side Ooh. of the pot. Uh, well, what can I do? I, want, I don't want it to die. How
1: long ago? How, when did you get it?
3: I got it uh, in about um, J- July.
1: Okay. Um, and the watering, how often do you let the roots soak in the, soak in the uh, container?
3: About um, once every week or two
1: do this. Two things. Number one, stop uh, spraying the leaves with water. They don't need to be watered, and the spray of water sometimes causes leaf spots and causes fungal stuff that goes on because those hairy leaves on a African violet hold moisture, and we don't need that to happen. We need them to be dry, and that's why you water from the bottom. You correctly figured that out. But the watering schedule on African violets is nothing that you can do by schedule. It has to be done by touch, in which you just take your finger and stick it under the leaves. And if it's dry water, if it's not dry, leave it alone. It could be a week. It could be three weeks between waterings. And so water less frequently and maybe even bring it out of the current clay pot. Don't put it in a plastic pot. I don't think that had much difference at all for it. But take it out of the present clay pot, maybe examine the roots. If they're real soggy and smelly, maybe you need to do a little surgery, taking over the the brown, smelly roots and cut those off with a pair of scissors. And open the roots up, use new potting soil, so repot it. And I think we might get a little recovery here on the African violet.
3: Should it be in a clay pot, though?
1: It doesn't matter clay pot's fine. If you got a clay pot, leave it in the clay pot. I think it'll be fine. I've got to get out of here, though, Jackie. I'm so sorry. It's 849, and we'll be back after this. This is Scott Slate, host of Atlanta's
0: Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend, and the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back
1: to Walter Reeves the lawn and garden advice you need. This is a recording of me in the bathroom taking a shower. How Scott got into the bathroom to get this music, I do not know, but that is definitely Walter... Sloping underneath his arm, getting clean in the shower. That is me right there. Full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB, but it comes to you from Ackerman Security. And the bottom line is this it shall be cool, it shall be dry, and it shall be about 60 degrees this afternoon, mid 60s maybe, and overnight into the 40s, maybe, maybe low 50s overnight. Again, full weekend forecast, 10 minutes. And right now, Kay in Atlanta joins us as our last call of the day. Hi, Kay. Good morning, Walter. Good I didn't morning. realize you could sing. <laughs> <laughs> Not many do, thankfully, for that. How can I help, Kay?
3: I live in a cluster home, and when I moved in, my neighbor said, you can't have grass here because of this tree. Mm. I've got a big oak tree and a little bitty postage stamp of lot, yeah. but I'd like to have some kind of grass that would stay green.
1: Mmm. Ashley Frasca, look at me. Yes, she says Mondo grass is Kay's only hope. Mondo grass, the perennial, lily-like, grass-like plant Will grow in dense shade, will do fine for you And Ashley, before the break, said How do you get Mondo grass? And I said, you find out what it looks like And you go looking in people's yards And you go up to the door and knock and say Can I dig that Mondo grass out of your (laughs) yard for you? (laughs) So So you don't
3: do that like sod? You can't do it like sod?
1: Sadly, nobody much grows sod If you want to try Frank Smith ground covers here in Atlanta and uh-huh. see if they have any large little uh, flats of mondo grass you might be able to get it from frank smith ground covers here in atlanta up in chamblee i believe it is check with them and see other than that you're on the mercy of your neighbors to so dig it out of their yard actually frasca thanks so much for screening calls and doing the question answering off the air this morning she does a great job every saturday morning as does mr scott maxim finding us the best music in the whole wide world for a gardening show If you did not get your question answered today, you can always go to WalterReeves.com. Type one or two words in the search line. Learn about details of our trip to England next June. That'll be a bunch of fun. Other than that, my friends, we'll see you next Saturday. For another edition, you got it. Lawn and Garden right here on News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. Stay tuned. We'll be back next Saturday.